You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, Raider Nation. This is Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. Another Raiders loss, 25-20 to the Colts. A real tough one. Uh, They're all tough, I know, for Raider Nation out there, but this one, facing the Colts with Jeff Saturday. We heard all week about the coach that shouldn't be a coach. A lot of people took shots at the guy with a play caller, 30 years old, who'd never done play calling in the NFL before calling the offensive plays. Well, guess what? The Colts go to Las Vegas, to Las Vegas, and beat the Raiders on their own field. Again, 25 to 20. Uh, Joining me to talk about the the, uh, game, I should say. It's it's, it's deflating, I know, for everybody. Again, is my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, Make sure you check out Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. Subscribe, watch the show. It's worth it. Uh, and also uh, Swag Jeff will join us in just a few minutes here as well from Raiders Fan Radio. So we're going to bring him on, too, because I really want to get more of the voice of the fan on even than usual, because this is just uh, I, 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 it says it on the graphic there. I mean, is this a new law? I'm not I'm not a Raider fan like you guys are. I didn't grow up with the, the misery, as I hear from the last 30 years from the younger fans and all that. So I don't know if this is a new law. It may be. Murph, I'm going to let you go right now for a few minutes and tell me how you okay. feel with this game. I, I look like an idiot, too, by the way, because I went on Twitter and said, there's no way this team loses this game. It's not going to be close. And they did. So tell me, Murph, how do you feel about this and what this means for this team? And this coach, Jeff, excuse me, Josh McDaniels, bettered by Jeff Saturday in his first game. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, Scott. And I don't know if it's a new low as it much as is a new letdown. Like uh, this is ah. the, the most we've ever been let down. You know, um, 
in previous versions of the Raiders, we as Raider fan, and I think rightfully so, and probably a lot of different fans of different teams, you know, we lift ourselves up and we kind of talk ourselves into things and we see things that happen in the off season and we look at, at moves or whatever. And we try to find the bright side of things or the positivity behind it. And so we just try to find reasons to get excited about the season or whatever. And sometimes those things are inflated unnecessarily other than just from our silver and black hearts that beat in our chests. you know, like those are the things that kind of drive that, but this season was different. And I say that because we were coming off of a playoff appearance uh, we were coming off of an off season where we added the best wide receiver in football. For those of you that say we didn't do enough on defense. Is that really the truth though? Because we added Chandler Jones. We added Anthony Averett. We added Deron Harmon. We locked up uh, Max Crosby. We, we, you know, we locked up Denzel Primer. Like we made moves defensively to better. And what we've said forever as Raider fans of this current version of the Raiders is that give Derek a top 15 defense, just give him something that's middle of the pack and watch what this team can do because he's never had that before. And so to, to make those move def, moves defensively and then improve offensively by just building on the players that we already had, as I mentioned, Devontae, like we were filled with excitement and hope around this season. And, and there are some detractors that would say, well, the rear's going to suck. Well, there's a lot of people that say <laughs> that all the time right here and they're not wrong per se. But, what I, but, but those of you that didn't think the Raiders were going to be any better, you're lying. Because the, everybody thought the Raiders were, were going to be better than we were last year. And last year we were a playoff team. So at a minimum, we're looking at a division title, making a wild card, winning a, winning a game. Like there was the, the expectations were higher than they've been. Right. It's like the Gruden era 1.0. Like that's how long it's been. And so, yes, it's it's not only Scott is it a, is it a low, but it's just a let. It's like my gosh, we we thought we were finally like we crossed the freaking summit and we were gonna freaking start on a on a run here, and then now this is what we've got: losing to arguably the worst team in football. It's unbelievable. Well, and that's the thing I would say, Murph, that that even those of us who try to take the objective view of things, and I mean objective from from the the kind of down the middle not a fan perspective and i agree with everything you said by the way um is we even believed that this team would be better because of the offense right so we i said it to mo i think a couple of shows ago i said listen we knew the defense would be a work in progress no one was expecting this defense to be lights out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't going to be the 49er defense, the first defense in the, in the NFL. It wasn't going to be anything like that. But you look at what happened on offense and you said, okay, as long as this team plays complementary football, then guess what? They can overcome that defense. You've seen Kansas City do it for years, by the way. Their defense has just gotten better the last two years. Yeah. So, so you've seen that, and you're like, well, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr, all these guys, like, come on. I mean, that's going to be – we're, we're going to be right in the thick of things is what fans would say, right? Or even as analysts, we would say, yeah, this team is a playoff team from a year ago, playoff team on paper. It hasn't worked out that way, and a lot of people want to take a side, like you said, blame the defense, blame the offense – and I look at it from both perspectives and say, look, it's everything. Obviously, when you're two and seven, yeah. it's yeah. yeah, the defense is bad. Don't get me wrong. It is bad. They don't have the players there. And they're the the two players they did have that were good are were injured with Nate Hobbs. So you look at how that's been happening. And then on the offense, the offense hasn't clicked like it has. It's also missing players. That's not an excuse. It just is what it is. So uh you see what Devontae Adams can do tonight, right? He he was him and Josh Jacobs carried the team on their shoulders, so to speak. But, but that, to me, is the issue. It's the complementary football. It's everything. That's why I say 
you start looking towards the future and you have to start looking two, three years down the road because this team legitimately is not close to what the Kansas City Chiefs are. And so that's what you have to overcome is what the Chiefs are. And this roster, not just with one, two, three more guys, it's going to have to under, undergo, unfortunately for Raider Nation, another rehab. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, you know, I don't like the term tanking at all because I think, yeah. and I would like to think that professional athletes and professional organizations are built to win. Like, that's their goal. And, and, and while we're kind of on that topic... One of the things that has really rubbed me the wrong way, and I think a lot of fans, was this idea that we knew that as for everything that we just talked about uh, you know, previously was that this team was built to win today. It was built to win now. It wasn't built – this wasn't set up for us to be a process. But mm -hmm. now, like Josh and especially Dave Ziegler are trying to change that narrative and make it about like this like, you know, two, three-year build of a roster and like all this kind of – and I'm like, so I don't really care for that uh, idea – um, that said, that's what's going to happen. Like, that's effectively what's going on. I don't think that the team is openly tanking. I just don't believe in that. But I do believe that there are things that teams will do to, like, you know, whether that's, oh, we're in an evaluative period or, like, whatever. Like, they're going to do things that, like, maybe don't contribute to the immediate success of a team. I don't kind of feels like we're there. Either that yeah. or, like, as Brandon Marshall said uh, in numerous shows on Up and Adams and there was something else he was on this week where he's basically calling out, the Raider locker room for giving up on the coach and, but, but as an indictment on McDaniels. And yes. so, and while we start hearing these really, I mean, these are like, you know, what would normally be taken under consideration as an extreme thought or whatever else, but there's no merit. There's no evidence to prove him wrong. And so no. and this is another thing. I feel like we all have these grand theories about like, whether it's Darren Waller coming back or like, whatever, like all these things, but like, are those true indictments on the coach? Well, until we see evidence, otherwise, like we're forced to at least consider them. I'm not saying we got to believe all these theories, right. but it's just, so, I mean, and then you lose in a game like this, Scott, and I just look at it. And I'm like, if, if those things aren't true, then how do you lose? Like, because we're clearly the better team. Like, so, I, I don't know, it blows my mind, man. I don't, this <laughs> is just a freaking, I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. I don't even know how to put it together. Yeah, it's it's hard to fathom because of the, some of the guys you have on the field. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Jeff a question now. Swag Jeff, of course, from Raiders Fan Radio is going to join us as well. And Jeff, I ask you this question because Murph just brought up all the conversation this week, and it was national too, around the, uh, the coaching staff and around Josh McDaniels. This has been something that Raider fans have been talking about. Raider fans, of course, watered him fired a couple weeks ago after the New Orleans loss. Mark Davis came out and said, you know what, uh, we're not going to, he's going to be here for years to come. I've also been saying, look, I don't think they're going to fire him. But now after this game, I said 95% chance he doesn't get fired. But now after this game, I'm kind of rethinking, boy, if this really goes further south, which is hard to believe that it could, but, but clearly like you and Murph were at that game there in Nashville, right? And, and, yeah. and you both commented how there wasn't a lot of energy on the sideline. People didn't have fire in them. We heard that tonight from Harlan and Trent Green on the broadcast again. And so I'm yeah. wondering, if, as you, from your perspective, too, 
Um, is it is it at that point now, do you think? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, and I think I said it right after the game to Murph that, you know, if there's a time to fire Josh midseason, here we are. We're here, <laughs> right here. We're here right now. We just got beat by Jeff Saturday, man. So, so yeah, you know, but the the lack of energy on the sideline and, and we pointed it out uh, watching the game too. You know, it's from the top down. The coaches are that way too. Yeah, you see Josh McDaniels, you know, dropping F-bombs on TV and stuff like that, and that's great and fine and wonderful. But you got old sad sack Patrick Graham, you know, standing there with his head halfway down the yeah. entire game, you know, and that transfers down to all the players and stuff as well. And, you know, and so you see guys like Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, all these guys, you know, Blake Martinez retiring midseason like that. You know, yes, I do think that those guys are injured, but maybe they just don't really care for playing for him very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you look at you look at 2021 Darren Waller, last game of the season, you know, he was banged up, he was still hurt, he had a bum knee, but guess what? He he battled his ass off and played in that last game because of the you know, playoff implications and all that stuff. It was important, but he was playing for a guy that knew how to lead men. And you know, you just you don't I don't I don't I don't see it. I just don't yeah. see it. It, it, no, it, it's a really good point, Jeff. And I think that um, when you look at how things are unfolding, no matter you know, players are always going to say the right thing. They're not going to come out and say, "Yeah, our coach sucks. We don't really believe in him." But now you're at the point where you saw and and Trent Green brought up again. I think a very misleading thing, and I heard this from fans a couple weeks ago, which was, "Well, they've been close games, yes, but they've been close games because you've had leads and then surrendered them. It's not, sure. it's not, it's not like you're down three touchdowns and you come back and you lose by a couple." points this has been indicative of this team this team is unable to hold leads does that say something about the guys in the field a little bit I think they're undermanned they don't have enough talent but from a coaching perspective the right decisions remember and Jeff I want to get your comment on this too mm -hmm. this week Josh McDaniels said in his last press conference we've had a special week at practice now <laughs> He said okay. it. I'm, and, and, and honestly, it's, I'm not bringing it up to be a funny guy, even though I know yeah. it's funny to laugh at. Uh, it's funny in a painful way for you to laugh at. But, sure. <laughs> but you look at that and you say, wait a minute, dude is not in this world because dude said you had a special practice. And then you go out there in the first half, you look at crap again. Okay. Sure. Lucky to score points there at the end of the half where you would have gone eight of 10 quarters without points. So, how can somebody say you've had a special week of practice and then you come out and lay an egg in the first half? You can't put four quarters together again. Well, Scott, you know, it, it can be a special week of practice when you're <laughs> playing against Patrick Graham. You know what I mean? And when Patrick Graham's playing against Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Hell, every week's a special week when that happens, you know? So, you know, Derek Carr's able to hit his oh. first read every time as opposed to him actually, you know, you know, thinking outside the box and, you know, maybe pissing off Josh McDaniels because he's not hitting that first read, something like that. You know, there are other people open. You don't have to throw it to Devontae when he's got three guys what on What was him. the one you said about Horstead? Yeah, Horstead's right. right. First, first quarter right there. You know, it's, I think, maybe the second or third three and out in a row that we had to start the game. And Horstead's running across the sideline, and you see him, and he's doing this. Yeah. He's going, hey, wide open, wide open, wide open. And what's he do? He throws it to, you know, Mac Hollins, who's got two and a half guys on him. So I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you know, I'm telling you, last year he would have hit that. Yeah. I, I hit it. Sorry. And, and, no, you're you're absolutely right. And 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 I want to talk to you guys again, because any I always want to go into a show not having to talk about Derek Carr unless it's good news, but clearly we'll have to talk about it. And so we'll do that after this first break. Uh, but Murph, I want to ask you too, it, 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 as we get out to the break here. 
The Raiders 2-7, and seven, and you brought up a really important point, which is it's not about tanking, right? It's not about tanking, but at this point, when you're 2-7, and seven, the playoffs are done. You now have to start thinking about the future. So you have to say, okay, of, of the men on the roster right now, we now have little less than a half season left to see what we got. Who's going to stick around next season? So you start playing younger players. Maybe we see Zamir White a little more. I mean, you got to let Josh Jacobs do his thing. I mean, Josh, J- if not for Josh Jacobs, literally this team is over. They don't. They don't win a game. I really believe that. But it, it, and Devonte Adams, don't get me wrong, great and showed it tonight. But you look at those guys and you have to look at that. So, so as a fan, and you talked about this on your show. Uh, this past week, which is you got to find the positive. So for the fan, before we go to the break and we'll come back and do some more griping and yelling and gnashing of teeth. But, (laughs) but before we do that, as a fan thinking about watching some of these guys who will be around maybe for another couple of years versus the guys who will probably be gone. What do you do as a fan? What do you want to look for? What can you find as that diamond in the rough in a season that's just gone completely to hell? Well, I think, you know, you, you, you root for the guys that you know are going to be around for a long time. You know, you look at it like you mentioned, well, I say a long time, Josh Jacobs, you mentioned is having a great year, but Devontae Adams and Max Crosby ain't going anywhere. Like those two guys are going to be around a long time. So I'm going to enjoy watching those guys play. And I'm going to enjoy seeing them be Raiders and for hopefully the entirety of their career. And then after that, it's like, to me, like Jeff and I were talking about this too, like right before we, we, we jumped on with you that, um, this game was a bummer. This is clearly, this game was yeah. a serious letdown but it didn't feel as bad as last week because this week it was like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Like we didn't expect going into this game that we were going to beat the Colts. We knew we should, but as Raider fans, we have already begun to meter ourselves that like, okay, we're halfway through this season. <laughs> this thing is already over. So our expectations that uh, we've been relieved. Thanks Raiders. Now we can just hang out and enjoy each other's company. <laughs> no, so, like, so I think that that's where we we've gotten to as fans. So this one doesn't feel as like, as burdensome and, 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 and as heavy laden as it did when we got shut up. I like to say the saints, right. Or even as I mentioned the Jaguar game. So then what do we do as fans answer your question? Like I look for a guy that like today played great. Luke Masterson, 59, much respect. We, uh, we watched him play live at the last Raiders uh, preseason game. And when I jumped on with you and, and, and Mo and you guys asked, is there a player that you, who would you, uh, you know, would like to see make the team that's maybe a bubble guy. And I said, Luke Masterson. You and did. sure enough, he played great today because, you know, of course we know that Blake Martinez retired and Denzel Perryman was down. And so we're getting into the, to the, to the depth of the linebackers and, you know, where's Will Compton? Let's get that signing going. But, um, you know, <laughs> but Masterson played great. So I think that that's yeah. what, to me, that's what I do is I just like to look for players. It's like a glorified version of the preseason. It's an evaluation period. You look for, again, something to root for because we're going to watch every single game. We're, no matter what, we're going to watch every snap of every game. And so to find something to root for, we're going to look for players that, you know, can contribute to the good and, you know, not get a bunch of holding penalties. Jermaine Alumno, <laughs> not to anybody else. <laughs> oh, you mean the offensive line they didn't address in the offseason? Yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, all right, we're going to step aside real quick for a break. Uh, when we come back, Murph, Jeff, and I will continue the conversation. I want to talk more about Derek Carr. We've been talking about it for a week and a half now, and uh, it's, it's, it's getting to a serious point now, too, even though he did recover in the second half, play better, and certainly put up some numbers. But we'll get to that. You're watching Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. Raiders 25-20 losers to the Indianapolis Colts. Don't go anywhere.